This is Eastern Michigan University's Career Corner. Welcome to Season 5, Career Resilience, Maintaining Flexibility in Your Identity. Welcome back to the last and final episode of Season 5. This is career coach Logan Dolan, and I'm so excited to be finishing off this season with a very special guest. As you can see from the title today, today's episode is called Career Resilience, Putting the Pieces Together. We have discussed many pieces throughout the season, including career clusters, equity affinity groups, and how those things play into your identity. We've heard from employers themselves on what they expect from job seekers coming out of the pandemic, and we've discussed new ways to stay versatile and flexible during times of uncertainty. We felt it was only fitting to finish off this season hearing about how all of these pieces have played a part in real life. And with that, our special guest today, Janae White, will be sharing her experience as an EMU student and how she had overcome so much to stay versatile and stay resilient. I'm going to pass it over to Janae to introduce herself. Hey, Logan. Thank you for having me here. Um, so my name is Janae. I was, I'm raised in the Ipsy and Arbor area. I've been here my whole life. And I graduated from Eastern in 2020, right at the start of COVID. <laughs> so I remember, w- right. <laughs> I remember waking up the day we were supposed to like walk and just like, okay, I have a degree now. <laughs> but my degree is in ecology, evolution, and organismal biology. So that was really fun. And right now I'm currently at the University of Michigan in the Frontiers Master's Program, staying with the same sort of biology um, in their ecology and evolutionary bio department. That is super exciting. Congrats on graduating. I know it's been kind of a crazy time, um, but congratulations. That's super exciting. Um, Thinking about your education and your current career path right now, how did you find out about it? And what initially made you decide to pursue biology and ecology? Yeah, so going way, way back, I, I went to Scarlet Middle School. It's a, one of the local ones here in Ann Arbor. And I remember this thing they did that's so, so cool, uh, really impacted me. So back in eighth grade, they made all the eighth graders um, dress up, make, make a resume. They had us make it our own first little Gmail. And we did this thing called Career Day where we got to, we were made to like, you know, pick what career you want to do. And we got to get interviewed by people who actually had those professions. Like they invited all these people to come in and we were interviewed. So my career choice that I picked was marine biologist because I really like the ocean. I like dolphins, (laughs) even though I had never been to, I've never, I had never seen the ocean or anything, but that was just something cool that I thought was, you know, sweet. So I picked marine biologist and then basically I just, (laughs) have been stuck in I stuck with biology all this time so I really enjoyed the science and um the science classes we had back in middle school and high school so when it was time to apply for colleges I said okay let me just keep on with this I like it you know and it interests me that is such a fantastic idea and I think every single middle school should do that um but unfortunately some people don't have the opportunity for career day so that's why they have us right that's why they come to career mm-hmm. coaches like ourselves and they can get that experience like you did back in eighth grade. But that's super exciting. Um, and it's also fascinating that they were able to find marine biologists to come in and chat with you and interview you and to help you and support you in your career aspirations. So on this journey of kind of discovering that marine biology was for you, did you kind of have anything that was holding you back and 
If so, how did you overcome those obstacles? Yeah, so um, like living in Michigan and wanting to stay in Michigan for college, I didn't do marine bio. <laughs> I just switched it to just general biology. And as I went through college, I picked a concentration that, you know, interested me more often. But absolutely, um, not having formed study habits really hit me hard once I got to college, just because, you know, sometimes you can skirt your way through high school just rereading material, but doing that, it just goes in one ear and out the other. And so being in college, you know, maybe freshman year, you know, for a little bit, maybe a little bit more in sophomore, I could just kind of pass my way through these classes without having to truly study or, or at least to study in a way that I will retain the knowledge. But, um, but something uh, pretty crazy happened to me. So right now, like I'm, I'm a grad student and all this, but it has not been this good the whole time. Um, my freshman and sophomore year of college, um, my first semesters were really good. Um, like in the fall, I was on it, got, all, you know, like got really good grades. But come the winter, I, I don't know if you've heard of like the winter blues, but, you know, seasonal depression is totally a thing. And Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so come the winter, the winter of my freshman year, and the same thing happened in my sophomore year, I just completely failed all of my classes, not all of them, but enough to where at the end of my sophomore year, Eastern said, hey, Janae, you're academically dismissed. And people don't know what that means. It means that you're kicked out of our school. <laughs> you can't go here anymore. You failed too many classes. Um, and so, yeah, any obstacles, that whole thing. And <laughs> that was crazy. Uh, and it, it wasn't just, you know, it being wintertime, but being someone who worked their way through college, right? I, I had multiple jobs. Um, I was taking these super hard bio classes. And then, um, you know, I really was not acknowledging my mental health at all, just trying to survive. And it, yeah, so that happened. I got kicked out of Eastern, which was insane. Um, so after that, I had to figure out what, what do I want to do? Because do I stick with this bio thing? I mean, I, I really like, I do like science, like, but in my mind, at least from what I've shown on paper, right? Like, I'm not, you know, I had those thoughts, like, am I just not good at this? Like, am I, like, you know, what is wrong with me? Why why can't I do this, et cetera? And, but eventually I decided to continue on, like continue with school because I wanted to go, I wanted to get back in Eastern. I didn't want to stop there. Um, so I went to a Washington Community College for a year and took their, their hardest science classes, you know, took some things that I still needed to get done with, um, organic chemistry, you know, one and two, physics one and two, you know, those physics classes, um, created new study habits. And, and, and that really showed myself like, okay, Janae, like you had, you know, like I, those were a really rough couple semesters there, but if I really want this degree, I can do it. Um, and the thing that really, you know, shifted me from like, like right after I was dismissed, like, oh my God, what do I do? What do I do? To going to WCC and like on my grind was building a support group. Um, and actually the first person who really helped me see that, wait, Janae, like your story does not have to stop here was April. She's a career coach here at Eastern. And she was the first person I told about me being dismissed. And uh, immediately, like she helped me go through all the options I had, you know, like because 
I didn't even realize that you can reapply. You can get back into Eastern. I, I didn't know that at all. And they actually want you to reapply. They don't want you to be kicked out forever. Like, But to do that, you got to show that you're not going to repeat the same mistakes, right? Show growth. And so April uh, really, really helped me just figure out what I want to do. And she's always able to talk and give me encouragement, even though I don't go to Eastern anymore. And in that interval, when I was at Washtenaw, she still would, you know, find time out of her day to um, just talk to me about my career and everything. So surrounding myself with her um, as, as a mentor, that was, that was amazing. And then uh, once I applied, I, I did get back into Eastern. So that would be me um, on year four. I took five years to, to graduate because, um, you know, because I was dismissed, which is fine. <laughs> you know, the amount of, yeah, the amount of time you take to graduate is as long as you're doing what you want to do, that, that is good. But when I got back, uh, the first class I took was an ecology, an upper level ecology course. And the professor, Dr. Emily German, she completely changed my life um, because, I, I mean, I just came back, was still doubting myself, like, oh, my God, I'm back at Eastern. I really hope what happened before doesn't happen again. Like, I've changed. Like, I, I think I can, you know, manage my time better. And, you know, I now know that I, I really want to do science. I'm not just, you know, doing it because it's what I picked in eighth grade, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but she really just reaffirmed my passion for science. That course was amazing. and. Uh, after speaking with April again, you know, after I got readmitted, uh, we were going through options like post-graduation and I decided that I wanted to go to grad school. I want to continue this. So I joined Dr. German's lab um, and the, just, she was so kind to me and completely honest with the ups and downs of grad school life, being a lab, running a lab, you know, being a a PI, um, you know, all of the anything that I asked, she gave me an honest answer and just truly an amazing woman. So those two ladies, my mentors and my closest dear friend, Ryan, who is always a shining beam, a positivity in my life. Those people help me more than I, they'll ever know and more than I could even say, but overcoming that obstacle of just, you know, really doubting myself in, in literally failing out of college, um, you know, building that support group help me an infinite amount. Yeah, and it has a lot to do not just with the people in our support group, but also our mindset, right? And you talked about that, being able to just say, hey, this is a moment. I need to get through it. I need to grow from it, right? And that's all about that growth mindset, you know, getting involved on campus, off campus, staying up to date with, you know, Dr. Emily Gurman, teaching you all these amazing things about ecology. All those things kind of come together into what we call social and cultural capital, which is a huge thing and a piece that April talked about a few episodes back that we have to consider when we go through these struggles, right? Just because it's tough right now, we have to do these things to stay resilient and keep pushing forward towards our goals. So can you talk a little bit more about how you built social and cultural capital to reach your goals? Sure. Yeah, definitely for me, just having an open mind, um, you know, literally being open to any and all positive outcomes and possibilities and constantly asking questions, you know, always willing to learn. That is like, that was key for me in reaching my goals and doing what I wanted you know, shaping my life in a way that I wanted to live. Um, and building, you know, those social and cultural capitals, you know, this growth mindset, 
for, for me, it was using the resources that Eastern has. A lot of people don't know about resources like, you know, like the Career Center or even actually going to your professor's office hours, things like that. That's how, you know, that's how you get this stuff done. So talking with a career coach with April helped me so much. Um, I figured out that I wanted to go to grad school just from that. And now I'm there. <laughs> so uh, that was like it, instrumental. And then after talking, you know, after figuring out like, okay, grad school sounds cool, you know, but I don't actually know what it is. Well, then figuring out what the requirements are to even get admitted into something that involves, you got to ask all these questions, right? You have to do your own research, figure out, yeah. So just basically taking control of, you know, your life and what you want, um, but also being open to asking other grad students and faculty, hey, how is your experience? You know, finding people who are pursuing the dream that you think you want, like talking with them and saying, how do you actually like this? Like, how, do you enjoy your life? Um, things like that. So um, talking with those grad students, the faculty members, mainly um, Dr. German in their bio department really helped just give me a taste of what I of what I wanted. And as a result of that, I applied and, and got in. And so now I'm here. <laughs> it's such an interesting experience for everybody. And every student is different. But almost every student, you know, they can't do these things without just taking that leap, asking for help, taking advantage of those resources. And it can be very overwhelming and super scary for some students because they've, they've never had to do it before. Um, so... Like I said, a lot of students have this fear around these these things because it's new to them. And some of them, you know, people have heard of imposter syndrome. In our second to last episode, Barb and Sid talked all about overcoming fear and tackling this common experience that happens among students. So on this journey to accomplishing your goals, how did you overcome any fear that you may have had when being faced with all these tasks? Yeah, um, for me, especially, um, you know, right now, a mindset shift, like just changing the way you look at things is instrumental in, you know, in being brave when encountering fear. Um, so for me, um, I'm a black woman and I've always been in these, you know, these science classes, upper level classes and uh, looking around every classroom, you know, since high school, right? Always seeing little or no people who look like me. It's, it, it was easy for me to think in my head, like, okay, well, you know, to, to come to conclusions um, and close, close my, close my mind off, you know, thinking that, oh, um, this is just me, like, not, you know, I'm going to do bad or not even just that, you know, you, you start telling yourself these stories, you might not even be consciously telling yourself these stories, but then um, they impact the way you act in these classes. And uh, the, so for me, when I say mindset shift, I just mean recognizing your thinking patterns that are not helpful and then taking a step to change that. And the first step is literally just being aware of how your mind works, right? So um, overcoming fear, it's like it. the second you can be aware, like, oh my God, my mind is going down this really dark path. And I, I or at least speaking for myself, I do have a problem ruminating and worrying about things. And so, um, but I, I didn't even realize that was what I did. But being aware of that is the first step in taking control of your mind and saying, you know what, we're not going to go there. That is not helpful to me. Instead, you know, and then you can list some positive things that might <laughs> help you in this situation um, and interpret situations to make it a positive experience for you and everyone else around you. 
So I think that answered your question. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I mean, not only the growth mindset, but also just a general positive mindset, especially with the way that the world has been over the last 18 to 20 months. It's been crazy. And it's been crazy for students, staff, everybody. Um, especially with this transition to remote learning, taking on those new responsibilities, right? Adapting to the new landscapes, kind of figuring out how to stay resilient, stay on top of things during this time. So I guess, um, do you have any last pieces of advice for maybe any current students or young professionals on how to stay resilient to reach their goals? Yeah, um, something that I do not do enough, but is very, very good to do is never, ever, ever forget to look back at how far you've come versus where you are now, right? And be proud of that. Be proud of it. Um, no comparison, right? The only person you compare to is yourself. <laughs> and if you are still here, still alive, so how far I've come um, is a huge motivator for me to keep going. And th- and that's what resilience is. You know, what what can you do despite all these obstacles and barriers that have been thrown your way? How do you continue going? So looking back, you know, just, just patting myself on the back, that's something that's hard for me to do. And I'm sure it's hard for a lot of people to do too. But stepping back and looking at the bigger picture of my life, just acknowledging the trials and the good things, always the good things that came out of them is something that really, really helps me. So right now I'm, I'm literally living a life I've never, I could have never dreamed of. I I didn't even know I wanted this like three years ago, but my life is so, I'm so blessed right now. And so I can say that and say, oh my goodness, Janae, imagine what your life could be if I actually dreamed what I wanted to be, right? Um, Like taking control of what I desire and making those goals happen. So don't forget how far you come. You came a long way. And don't forget to have a lot of fun along the way. I love that. I love it. Yeah. And especially the piece about not being afraid to look back. I think we all can consider that, right? I mean, especially thinking about right now with everything that we've been through the last 20 months, two years, however you want to think of it. It's been tough. And we've learned a lot. We've all grown a lot. And we've all just had to take it one day at a time, one step at a time. But I think it's mostly important for us to remember that we also don't have to do all of this by ourselves, right? Along the way, you reached out to colleagues, you reached out to April, and you seeked support where you could. And so I think that also would be my personal advice too. But I want to take this time to send a huge thank you to you for joining us today and helping us put all these pieces together and and really share with students how all these pieces can be combined and really help you on your journey to your goals. So There's so much value in learning from someone's story, and we're really, really appreciative of you taking the time today to share yours with us. So as always, Eagles, stay safe, stay healthy, and remember that we're here for you, and we support your goals.